This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host and pharmacist, Eric Christensen. And today on this episode, I'm going to be talking about Ondansetron. Uh, brand name of this medication is Zofran. And this medication is uh, primarily used to help manage, help prevent uh, symptoms of nausea and vomiting. And with that, it, it, that nausea and vomiting could be due to a, a variety of reasons. So one of the most uh, common uh, medication-induced uh, nausea and vomiting situations is with chemotherapy. Uh, so we may use it uh, in that setting, uh, particularly with agents that have high uh, emetogenic potential. Uh, there may be various disease processes. So in, in my uh, you know practice, uh, mostly in, in geriatrics, experience in geriatrics, uh, you may see hospice patients on this medication that um, maybe through their uh, disease process or something, they're, they're having some, some nausea and vomiting. Um, another uh, good example of a, a situation uh, is gastroparesis uh, from patients with uh, diabetes that may run into that uh, issue there. I have seen uh, ondansetron used in that situation. Uh, but I, as a clinical pharmacist, I, I think about nausea and vomiting. And when I see nausea and vomiting, it, it immediately makes me think of, of medications and you really got to look out uh, for Zofran when you see it as being one of those uh, trigger type medications that's managing or potentially masking a side effect of another medication. Uh, so some great examples of, you know, somewhat common medications that are used out there. Uh, so the GLP-1s, uh, so these are your uh, Victozas, Bietas, uh, things, uh, Trulicities, things of those natures, Ozempic. Um, those medications can cause a significant amount of, of nausea and stomach upset. So keep an eye out for those. Uh, metformin can cause some GI upset, certainly. Uh, digoxin toxicity, uh, acetylcholinesterase inhibitors in uh, dementia. Uh, opioids can sometimes, you know, especially initially, cause some, some stomach upset and things. Uh, drugs with uh, dopamine agonist activity, I think of uh, managing uh, Parkinson's disease, and if we get too much cinnamon, uh, we might run into some of that nausea and vomiting. Uh, antibiotics, of course, uh, incredibly uh, common cause of, of stomach upset, nausea. Uh, NSAIDs as well, another common example that I have seen um, cause so, some issues there. So definitely look out for those um, trigger medications that we might be uh, using uh, on Dancitron for. Uh, mechanistically, so this drug's a, a selective 5-HT3 receptor antagonist. Uh, essentially, it blocks uh, serotonin activity within the chemoreceptor trigger zone, uh, sometimes referred to as CTZ. 
And this area is basically uh, found uh, in the brain, um, specifically, I believe, the medulla oblongata. Uh, but with that, that that's kind of the, the central area region that we've, we've found, researchers have found um, to be the control center for uh, nausea and, and vomiting. Uh, basically, it can um, be triggered by substances and substrates uh, in the blood that run through that area uh, that the body may trigger as, you know, poisonous or toxic, and, and we want to get rid of those um, in a uh, very quick uh, fashion there. So that's where the, the drug acts uh, potentially there. Now, if you remember in the CTZ, there are other neurotransmitters in play, and dopamine is a big one there, which I'm not going to talk about on this podcast much, um, but if you remember, some of our, our dopamine blocking type agents uh, can be used to help uh, manage nausea and vomiting as well there. Uh, adverse effect profile, uh, usually it's fairly well tolerated from, from what I've seen uh, in, in practice. I would say probably some uh, CNS changes are going to be of the, the most common um, uh, in the, within the uh, adverse effect profile there. So you may see some uh, drowsiness, sedation type effects, uh, maybe dizziness, uh, maybe headache, things of, of that nature. Uh, but there's two specifically that I, I did want to mention that definitely do come up. Again, very, very rare, uh, these two, um, but some, certainly something to think about. So the first one, uh, QTC prolongation. And I'll talk a little bit about that uh, in drug interactions, thinking about other medications and risk factors. Uh, as far as non-medication risk factors uh, that you got to think about when we're talking about uh, EKG changes and that risk of uh, torsades due to QT prolongation. Uh, so low magnesium, uh, low potassium. Uh, if a patient you know have has a lot of pre-existing heart issues, uh, that might be a patient uh, at risk there as well. And then certainly those those medications too, which I'll cover in drug interactions. Uh, serotonin syndrome was the other uh, rare um, but obviously serious potential uh, potentially reported issue uh, with these medications. And particularly you think of other meds that would exacerbate that, that serotonin type effect. Um, I have seen conflicting evidence on this. Uh, so the FDA, they've, they've come out and said, you know, we've received reports on serotonin syndrome uh, with ondansetron, and particularly maybe on patients on those, some of those other medications, which I'll, I'll cover. Um, and then I, I did see a review article that, that says, you know, this isn't an issue and or there really isn't any uh, true mechanistic way that we can hypothesize that there should be an issue. Because if you think about it, we're blocking serotonin, so it should, in theory, um, depending upon the receptor, have blocking-type effects, not additional serotonin, too much serotonin activity. So uh, that one's still uh, kind of up in the air for me, I guess, as far as what do you do in, in clinical practice. Uh, I have seen drug interaction flags come up for this, and if somebody's on, let's say, sertraline or SSRI. Um, with that said, I, I certainly look at it, I think about it, and kind of weigh it on an individual basis 
uh, a risk benefit type of assessment there. So uh, again, hopefully we get some more research on this. I've I've seen it potentially both ways, where some say yes, this is absolutely an issue, and uh, other research maybe saying yeah, maybe it's not really that big a deal. So. Um, I would uh, keep your eyes out in the future and see uh, if we can figure out uh, more info on that and, and help, you know, kind of settle um, how big of a deal, uh, if it is a, a big deal. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we will cover drug interactions when we get back. If you're in the market for test prep material, uh, NAPLEX, BCPS, BCACP, uh, geriatric exam, pharmacotherapy, or the Medication Therapy Management Certification, uh, which is a, a newer release, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store. Uh, if you're not a pharmacist, we have plenty of other resources as well there. So books on Amazon, for example, uh, books on audible.com, which you can get your first one on Audible for free. Uh, so go definitely check out those links there. Again, all those are at meded101.com slash store. And we greatly appreciate uh, the support, which helps uh, keep the Real Life Pharmacology podcast uh, at no charge to you. So again, meded101.com slash store. Now finishing up on drug interactions here, uh, Zofran or Ondansetron is a CYP3A4 uh, substrate. So that means that, that the enzyme CYP3A4 breaks down this drug. So if we alter the effect of that enzyme by using other medications, for example, uh, that could lead to altered concentrations of the drug. So uh, inducers uh, of CYP3A4 can lead to lower concentrations or uh, risking uh, less effectiveness, basically. Uh, so your rifampins, your St. John's wort, and I think I've gone through quite a few of those uh, throughout previous podcasts as well, uh, and inhibitors can uh, potentially raise concentrations. Now, the uh, serotonin, uh, controversial serotonin syndrome risk, and, you know, the case reports associated with that, uh, drug interactions-wise, we got to think about patients on uh, other drugs that can cause serotonin issues. So SSRIs, SNRIs, TCAs, uh, MAOIs, uh, tramadol potentially. So those are just some, some common examples uh, that you might see uh, that interaction flag uh, come up and then have to deal with it basically on a case-by-case, patient-by-patient -case, um, -patient basis there. Uh, QTC, prolongation drug interaction risk, is the last one I, I wanted to talk about. You've got to think about antiarrhythmics, uh, specifically, you know, amiodarone is probably the most common one I see used uh, still in clinical practice. Um and if you've got a patient on that and you add on Dancitron, uh, that risk of uh, QT prolongation can certainly go up. Uh, other medications that come to mind, uh, the antipsychotics, uh, quinolone antibiotics maybe, uh, macrolide antibiotics. So just some examples of drugs that may, uh, in combination with on Dancitron, uh, work to prolong that uh, QT interval. So I think that wraps it up for today. If you enjoy the podcast, please, please take the time. Uh, go leave us a, a kind rating review on, on iTunes. Um, greatly appreciated uh, to all of uh, you who have already done that. Uh, 
if you're listening somewhere else, definitely uh, feel free to, to leave us a rating and, and review there as well. Uh, if you'd like to uh, get an update as to when we have new podcasts available, uh, you can definitely go to reallifepharmacology.com and subscribe there. And we've also got a free uh, 31-page uh, top 200 PDF uh, that can definitely be advantageous to uh, nursing students, pharmacy students, pharmacy technicians, uh, you know, med students, NPs, PAs, and uh, the like there. So, uh, top highlight the top 200 drugs, and I highlight really important things that actually come up in uh, clinical practice there. I'm going to sign off for today. You can track me down at, at meded101.com or reallifepharmacology.com and shoot me an email if you'd like. Uh, have any suggestions, comments, concerns, uh, definitely feel free to shoot those my way. Uh, you can also track me down on LinkedIn, uh, Eric Christensen, uh, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP and uh, connect with me there. Signing off for today. Thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.